um, to Dubai, right? And to see my family. And uh, I went through a little bit of a transitional phase over that six to eight months personally, but we'll dive into that on a later date. But now that we're in 2020, April 2020 at that, I have one of my good friends, one of my buddies, one of my aces. He's in one of my films. Um, we're gonna be working together, obviously, in the future on a whole bunch of other things in general. And um, we've been recently um, connecting during this quarantina that everyone has been in in 2020. And it's, it's the ace, the homie, the, uh, uh, the homie from another mother, um, a man, DT. What up, D? What's up, my brother? How are you? How you doing? I'm well, man. Looking good, man. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We out here on this Sunday day, man. It's about 84 out here right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah, it's a it's a beautiful day, nice and warm. I, I'm warm myself. I whenever whenever I go out into the streets, I like to bundle up. So you know you got to protect yourself. Yeah, I hear you there. Oops, let me slide up. I appreciate you, man. So um, you've been well during this the, during this quarantine. I feel like that's basically the topic of every discussion that has been around in general. You know. Yeah, um, I would say you know for myself, you know. Uh, um, there was a point in time where I did get sick. Um, I don't know if it was COVID. Uh, there's a possibility that it could have been given, uh, the symptoms and whatnot. Uh, it probably took me a couple of weeks to actually recover, you know, from it. I mean, I was really down and out for the first time in my life. I really felt like, you know, it was the end. I'm not, I'm not even going to lie, you know, so I take it very serious. I've never had the flu. The doctor said it was the flu, but there's a possibility that, um, it, had we test for COVID, mm -hmm. uh, it would have ended up being COVID. The flu, the flu test and COVID test is basically the same, but the only difference is, I guess you just put it in a different, whatever, you know. Incubator type of scenario to. Test for it and whatnot. Uh, wasn't running a fever, but I mean, it just, it puts you down, you know, and it just makes you feel like, you know, like you're just completely out of there. But I mean, I was told that, you know, the flu is the same way and whatnot, but, uh, you know, thank the Lord. I definitely, you know, came up out of it. I mean, that was a while ago. That was probably like the beginning phases of when we were shutting stuff down. Yeah. Um, and for over a month now, you know, I've been fine. You know, no new symptoms, you know, coming back up or anything like that. Definitely in good spirits, good health. And, you know, thanks to you, you know, hey, man, we've been able to come, you know, I've been able to come out to your place, you know, and knock out auditions, man. You know, we're trying to stay on top of that. You know, Absolutely. High five. Focus. You know, so, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's an exciting time um you know right now i know for some people you know they may feel like you know it's not but i, I think this is the time that you know you really got to tap into your own um you know inner being of you know what it is that you actually really want to do with your life um and and while you have that downtime you know kind of set that play into motion so when things do kick back up you know, we go back to our, you know, quote unquote, normal lives, which I don't think that that's going to be anytime soon this year. I think it'll probably take the end of this year for sure before we get back into a normal routine, given what has happened. Yeah. You know, like at least kind of have somewhere, you know, like where you where you want to go and what it is that like you want to do, you know, because I know we don't want to. I know that a lot of us out there, you know, we don't want to, you know, work corporate jobs or whatever job it is that you do for the rest of your life. So, you know, take this downtime and really, you know, build a plan. Yeah, and have a hard reset for your own personal purpose, right? Yeah, yeah last time we talked, we kind of touched on a topic like that or uh, bridged on several things that had to, 
to deal with um, those types of energies and um, mental focus for the future. So it's good that you're bringing that back, that back up again. Yeah. So how you been, man? Um, bro, like it's day by day since the quarantine started. You know, uh, we're going on week seven. Um, after this weekend's over, um, whenever you guys listen to this, it'll be the weekend of April the 25th, you know, 26th, you know, so, um, um, we've been quarantined going on seven weeks. Next week will be seven weeks, like I said, and every day just seems like a day, you know, they, each day doesn't mean anything anymore. There's no excitement to any day, but I still try to set a daily plan because I like an agenda, you know? Um, so I found myself, right? I found myself doing old school routines that my mama would have me do back in the day, right? Yeah. So to like uh, clean the baseboards, you know? So I'm going through the house cleaning the baseboards with uh, a cup and a little Brillo pad and soapy water, you know what I'm saying? Going through the whole house, cleaning the baseboards. And I did the windows, inside, outside windows of the whole house, you know what I mean? Just doing like, just stuff. I'm, I'm gonna go up to the attic and uh, organize the attic next, next week, next weekend, you know? So I'm just trying to figure out other things functionally for my house that should have been done a long time ago, but now there's open time to actually do those things. And whenever you over here the other day, I showed you uh, a script that I wrote, right? Yeah. So um, having the opportunity to go back onto the script and reread it and have somebody else put their eyes on it um, and really just finish out the last act, half act, you know what I'm saying? Because it's there, you know, yeah. and, then, you know, just massage that better with other creators during this time period and all the other projects that I've been telling you about, you know, that I've been auditioning for slowly, but, you know, we really can't do very much during this time period. You know, we can only do what is given to us. Yeah. And um, really just be grateful for those opportunities, just point blank, because I know a lot yeah. of people that aren't getting opportunities are just doing random open calls that don't necessarily have any merit or, um, um, what's the word strength behind whatever it is they're reading for they could be reading yeah. one out of a million people instead of them being called in for said audition you know as an example yeah and I uh, I think it's pretty dope you know that um, I think it took like a couple weeks I think uh, you know a lot of probably you know either directors or you know producers or just you know agencies just, just the whole business itself you know we're trying to you know, I guess, you know, figure out how we actually could do things, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in a manner of practicing the whole social distancing, but also, you know, gearing up and being prepared for when we come out of this. Okay, so me and you do a lot of different things, like, in in the world, right? You work in a bar sometimes, I work in a bar sometimes, I play Spider-Man, um, Black Panther for Marvel, you know what I'm saying? We're both on set, you know, doing acting and modeling and whatnot, so realistically right i've thought about this hardcore sets are normally the people that need to be on set or on set only right yeah so is everyone going to be masked up is everyone going to be gloved up that's not on that's not talent that's on 
camera at that particular point? You know, I'm, these are practical questions, you know what I'm saying? And I feel I, like we I think, uh, and even behind the bar, like I want to I want to hit you on all the questions. That's the acting side. You know what I'm saying? Even behind the bar, are the bartenders supposed to be masked up with gloves? Gloves, fine. I can understand that. But in regards to a mask, how does that work? You know? Uh, I can see from probably the uh, from the bartender standpoint, you know, it's probably more feasible to do it, you know, with mask and whatnot. Um, but in acting, it's going to be a little different because I feel like if you and I are on set and we have, and let, let's say, you know, if it's a commercial, you know, like that might be slightly different because like unless you're acting with someone, you know, like like prime example, like the, the audition tape, you know, that like we did the other day, you know, that really kind of really strongly involves, you know, me, you know, like I feel like those takes would be kind of completely different. But I but from my standpoint, I don't feel like when it comes from the acting, like let's say there's a scene that you and I have to get into a fist fight or close in each other's face and whatnot mm -hmm. I, i'm curious just as you you know like how they're going to be able to do that um given given the fact that there's social distancing all over yeah. it might actually put a damper on, on certain scenes or you might have to rewrite something you know a different way so i mean I, to be honest i really from the acting standpoint i don't think that it's going to be feasible to be able to do and accomplish the things that like you need to accomplish versus like as a bartender you know like i can make your drinks you know with a mask and you know, gloves on, and I guess you got to take your mask off and drink it. Yeah, but in a high volume, in a high volume bar, you know what I'm saying, with the unche, unche, unche of the music, how, how, I don't even think we're even going to get to the point where it's going to be high volume. I feel like even like when they open it up, you know, like given the stance, like if you are a restaurant, um, the capacity, nightclub, yeah, but I feel like the nightclub stuff might be limited. Like, prime example. Um, they had said before they shut down, um, you know, the whole industry itself, I was working um, in one of our locations in Dallas. And that night it was it was crowds no bigger than 200, you know. And, and once they saw that, like, we actually were over 200 and they guessed it like we were over 200, fire marshal came in and shut us down. Gotcha. So I think, I think you'll get a lot of that, Okay. You know, to be honest. And I'd rather have a limit on it and have an understanding that this is the max, this is the quota, this is what we're doing until things are legitimized across the board, you know? But it would kind of be pointless, you know, because, like, you got to think, you know, like, in our establishment, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I mean, like, our numbers are, you know, out there as far as, like, you know, high numbers of, like, what we produce, you know, monthly. And, you know, really opening up, is it really going to be feasible, you know, like, for the company itself? I mean, I mean, that's a that's something for ownership and whatnot, you know, to think about, but I do, you know, sit down and think about that because I have that whole, you know, ownership type of mentality. And I just say to myself, you know, would it actually even make sense to reopen given the circumstance of you can only have a certain amount of people in your establishment, you know, sure. like not really taking, you're not really taking tremendous losses when you own a business, depending upon where your business is at, you know, like, let me rephrase that. Um, I don't feel like, you know, if I, if, if my business was in the green and it's always been in the green mm -hmm. and we're closed due to, you know, COVID-19 and whatnot, you know, I'm not, it's only been, you know, seven weeks, you know, like I'm not, I'm not taking that many losses given, you know, my business and how my business was ran and it's been in the positive and whatnot. At least Versus that's what you would assume. That's what you would hope and would assume would be the direction. Yeah. But I think the thing is, is if you open now, you know, you got to pay that electricity. That electricity bill is going to be high. You know, like there's different stuff that like you have to pay the parameters 
you know, of the situation now are completely different because you might have something work out, worked out with your landlord or, you know, whatever the case may be where like you're, you're going to have to pay it, but like you're just not paying it right now. But I just feel like if you open up, nobody's in there. Now you really got to pay because you got yeah. to pay payroll, got to pay the staff. You, got you to have other pay. things to, to have to worry about at the end of the day. That's true. Okay. Yeah, but I feel like that are really, that are really hindered you know, your situation more. So, so okay. So piggybacking on that. So then you have establishments that can't open back up because of said reason that you just gave. So therefore they go out of business, right? And then that place ends up being vacated at the end of the day, right? Um, unless some sort of loan comes through or whatever, whatever hits the deck and they're able to refinance yeah. their their building or something like that you know yeah, but then know they're already back that. underwater got you and i don't know too much about that whole you know pp ppp loan situation i know you know like you know the government are giving those loans out and whatnot but from what it sounds like it wasn't it wasn't uh either not necessarily like marketed the right way but it wasn't put in the right you know system or position because it seems like to my knowledge uh, a lot of small businesses didn't get it. It seemed like, you know, your mid-sides and big businesses came in and they took up a lot of the money, which, I mean, that, I think they should have put, you know, certain parameters, you know, on that. I feel like if you're a major company, big business, mm -hmm. uh, I don't really know directly, you know, how, you know, the, you know how, the, how the economy itself works, mm -hmm. but I just did this in my own life. You know, I worked hard for two years, you know, was able to, you know, uh, basically, quote unquote, get my get myself together and you know save money the way that you know money should have been saved and and i say this to myself okay it's been seven weeks you know not well off but you know hey i mean i'm coming up smooth in life and and, and i said to myself if if you're hurting after seven weeks of being you know shut down whether your business itself or or you're you know just a regular person that means you got to go back to the drawing board and do self evaluations on your life because they they have put stuff out there for for us you know to be able to utilize you know during this time. But my thing is is if your situation is that drastic, then that means you were already living week to week, month to month, and what have you. So I advise those. Forty percent of America lives month to month, though. So with yeah. that statement, it's it falls right into what half of the population has going on currently yeah. or even before think, this even happened though. Yeah. And I think, and, and I think, you know, like I said, like that should be a wake up call to everyone to, to come back and say to themselves, man, you know what, you know, I never, I never know. Cause I, I even said it in my head when I, was, when I was talking to a friend and then I mentioned it and I said, I, at, at the point in time that I made the decision to make a change, it was never talking about, you know, viruses potentially coming around yeah but then again you don't you don't think about that though you know the last time that this happened it was okay we're in 2020 was 2012 2014 i think no 2008 2008 that's what it was excuse me but but it was a the housing bubble or whatever so that affected a certain pocket of individual not something that is global Something that's global is unconscionable. You know, this is something of biblical proportions that yeah. you can't you can't scale for being out of work for a year, being out of work for six months.
being out of work for five months. All the, those numbers are fucking ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but I think the thing, though, too, is, you know, a lot of times, you know, that's why people always say, you know, it's good to it's good to, good to save a nest because that nest is for whatever rainy day that Okay, is. yes, I get the nest, but a, a, a year's nest, five years nest, two, they say in a vaccine in 2002, realistically. I mean, I mean that part. Or, that yeah, part, 22. That part I do get, but, I mean, I've known of, you know, people, you know, who have just worked, you know, and told themselves, you know, they got tired of living week to week and they were able to actually put that money away. You know, and they didn't really spend it like that. I mean, there's some people out here that are like that. There's some people that are That's aren't. very true. You know, everybody has a different like, mindset for money control. And, and everybody has a timetable, though, too. You know I mean? Like, yeah, I may, I may be fine right now, but six months from now, you know, we may be talking about a different story. Hell, four months, three months. I mean, like, you just never know. You know, yeah. like, given, given how the economy, you know, is running, you know, based off of this, you know, uh, pandemic, you know, that, that hit globally. Um, you know, like, you just don't know. But I just, I just pray that when the situation is all said and done, you know, we all collectively together, you know, as, as a U.S. nation say to ourselves, you know, I don't care if I have to put $2 away a week or $5 away. I'm going to make sure that my situation is better because the thing is, it could come back around in the fall. It will come back around in the fall. That's just the thing. It this will. Is gonna be part, it's going to be part of the flu season. It, it will. That's what I agree with, too. Um, it's going to be a regular occurrence until we all get vaccinated. Everybody's going to get vaccinated. Everyone has to get vaccinated. And I don't know. I never got, va- I never got vaccinated for the flu. But the flu and coronavirus are two totally different things. First of all, you need to find out if you had it and or if you're asymptomatic to this point. So just being checked has to happen across the board. Yeah. Period. The, the end. Because this is some new stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... Some new stuff that is contagious. It'll be different if it was something that just kills your motherfucking ass, but it'll yeah. kill you plus 30, and those 30 will kill 120, and those 120 yeah. will go on and so forth. So th- that's where it needs to stop, though. That's what I'm saying. So everybody gets tested. Boom, boom, pow, pow. Cross the board, done, done. And then everybody gets, if you have already had the amino virus inside you from the studies that I know and all the nurses that are in my family, um, uh, then you'll, you're, you should be, quote unquote, just like with the flu, you should be good to not get it again unless your body is a, in a compromised scenario, you know, asthma, diabetes, X, Y, Z, you know, wh- whatever those scenarios are, you know, so, but everybody has to get tested. You know, and then if you if you have the good blood, I have the good blood, X, Y, Z have the good blood, then we're part of the batch of individuals that can be part of the new serum for new antibodies to, to make the um, the the new drug that we would get in, in the future. That would be the end, end result. But who knows how long that's going to take? Yeah. And we're in a new decade, though, too. You know, I feel like, you know, every other decade or something like that, you know, some something of this magnitude happens. Yeah. I I thought that, you know, different types of wildlife is coming around and the, the NASA is showing satellite imagery of a pollution, visual pollution and heat registries over certain parts of the world that have high pollution dissipating. Right. Which is really cool and really great. What really needs to happen is there has to be a national conversation about even though that this is happening now and the world 
earth, not the world. The world is me talking about the people on the world. Earth is it in its entirety, just so I can clear that up, right? So earth is like healing, you know? So maybe we should do this like shut down things like every year. <coughs> Coronavirus. Oh shit, you just passed it on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think that, you know, we should, we should learn from this, you know, and, and even if you don't shut the world down, you start taking more, you know, uh, uh, things into consideration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely take things into consideration into, you know, moving, moving in more of a, a, a pure type of mindset. Like, hey, okay, well, hey, like, we're going to change this up. So instead of doing this, you know, like now, you know, we'll do things this way. You know, well, that way we don't have to necessarily shut down the whole, you know, state or the whole, you know, U.S., you know, for it. Like, we can follow what scientists have already been talking about. Yeah, but in this scenario, um, we have a president that doesn't believe in science. So there's that, you know. So when the science tells you, um, it's ABC, but you're saying that it's EFG or XYZ. You guys are on two totally different time or um, um, parts of the alphabet. You guys aren't even on the same page. So yeah. he don't probably even believe in science. Probably the same thing with this whole pandemic. I'm pretty sure, you know what I mean? Like we're smart, you know, we're a smart nation. I'm pretty sure we're probably definitely warned about it, you know, but the whole, you know, arrogance, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's what plagues you, you know, sometimes because you don't think that the severities of the situation they're strong to they're, they're actually that strong. Uh, not to get off topic, one thing that kind of threw me though too, you know, with this whole twelve hundred bucks and 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 you know, like twelve hundred bucks don't do nothing unless your bills are small. Ah, uh, but like check this out. I don't know if you saw it. On their way of sending, you know, the money out and stuff like that, there was a guy who was supposed to get a seventeen hundred dollar stimulus check, and the and the government sent his ass eight point two million dollars. What? I wish that was my mistake. I don't even know how that even happens. Now, now, granted, you know him being a great gentleman. You know, like he reported. I mean, I mean, I think for for, for the most part, people that are pretty honest better than me. Like, <laughs> well, I feel I feel like they would have came back for that money. Yeah, they they would have they would have. Would have been screwed. They'd have been like, hold on, eight point two million. Ooh, that's like, a big that's a big whoopsie daisy. He checked his account three times. And then I think he finally went to the bank and mentioned it to him. And it was just like, you know, like they, they took the money out like that following Monday. Yeah. But just that whole, it's like, it's like, it kind of makes me wonder too, you know, sometimes like who's tremendously really capitalizing, you know, off of this. Are there, are, 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 are there parties or people in the, in the White House that are actually, you know, you know, actually getting their share of the pot? Of Always. All this money that's Always. just being, you know, printed. It, it, it reminded me of money heights. You know, when they were just when they broke into bank and they were just constantly just printing that money. It's like, I haven't it's seen that. I haven't seen that. But you did mention it last time I talked to you. And um, it's on my Netflix to watch, but uh, I will watch it. So basically, like they're in the bank and they're just and, and they're printing their own money. And this money is untraceable because it's not the bank's money. Mm -hmm. They got the paper and everything that they need. And they got the expert, you know, girl who actually knows how to you know, scheme money like that. So it's like, essentially, they just went in there, used their machines, printed all the money on, on their own paper, and it looks very authentic, and it actually is real. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the way, like, the government, I mean, like, you're printing all this money, and it's like, where's this money going, mm -hmm. you know? Because if I looked at it and said this, if there's 330 million people in the U.S., maybe half of the population are adults. 
So with that being said, only half of the population is going to get that get that twelve hundred dollars. The kids' money might come in a different way because I think like if you had kids, like they actually gave different money. But I just say all that to say like, did all that money really go to everyone in the economy, or where did some of that money go? I'm pretty sure you know somebody in the White House, you know, came up large, you know, off of that. Especially if you're giving eight point two million dollars to a random guy. Yeah, bro. There's al- there's always secret entities that uh, that are always lurking in the shadows so i always believe yeah. that you know what Let, let's transition to something else bro i know your ass watch the um the beginning of the current documentary for the last dance right yeah, yeah. chicago bulls we we uh, briefly uh chatted about it um the first two episodes came out last sunday next two episodes come out this sunday on the 26th of april so so far first two episodes what are your thoughts? Uh, well, you know, I mean, I grew up, you know, a Chicago Bulls fan. Facts. Uh, I think in 96, I might have been probably like, let me guess, in 96, I was probably like 10 years old. They were in Atlanta for, at least not, not Chicago, but that was when the Dream yeah, I, Team was in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I grew up my whole life, you know, like, you know, being able to just watch Jordan. Uh, his shoes used to be a lot cheaper, you know, back in like during those days. But, you know, I mean, I was I was definitely around for, you know, when they had, you know, those runs and whatnot. The one part that I do like is, is some of the stuff, you know, like we got to see, you know, like behind the scenes, you know, footage. And, and there was more clarity to it because if you paid attention to the Bulls, like some of those clips, like I remember seeing when I was, you know, young, mm-hmm. you know, and that, even if I Same didn't here. know anything. It, but like it just kind of just you know brought back you know the times of like when 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 I grew up you know as a person but to like nostalgia to it yeah to be able to go in and actually see the whole locker room and the whole you know really get a true understanding of why they broke up yeah you know I, I think sometimes you know like we probably as you got older you know that was something that like you didn't really pay attention to you know especially not me you know, it was just more of a, you know, hey, Jordan's still playing. You know, I think it was, what, like early 2000? I think it was when he retired, like yeah. 1998 or something like that, 2000. I can't really, you know, go that far into depth on it as far as, you know, remembering and whatnot. But, I mean, I, I really liked it, you know. I, I know, you know, he felt some way about it. You know, he felt like, you know, people would perceive him to be, you know, this, this type of douchebag or jerk or whatnot. But I always say this. You didn't become a billionaire just by, you know, smiling and stuff like that. Now, everybody's different, you know. This era is completely different. You know, people try to compare, you know, LeBron and Jordan all the time. You can't do that. Like this. LeBron is LeBron. I think LeBron's like a couple years older than me, so I, you know, heard of LeBron when I was in when I was even in high school because I had, you know, a couple friends, you know, who would do the whole AAU ball and the whole traveling and stuff like that. So they had they got the opportunity, you know, of their lifetime in high school, you know, to experience that with him when he was in high school mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I, I, I never think that you should even compare them together, you know, even to Larry or, or anything, you know, of that nature. I think LeBron is LeBron and I think Michael Jordan is Michael Jordan. And there will never ever be another Michael Jordan because the way that he took on basketball was completely different. Mm-hmm. The closest person to ever emulate him was Kobe Bryant to me. I mean, he took everything, took the whole style, took the whole the way he dressed, you know, based on how he carried himself, how he Agreed. lived his life and whatnot. And when people even try to say that LeBron's not even past Kobe, I, I've seen people say it before and I've even said it myself. You can't, I can never say that another man is better than another man when he took his whole style 
from the other man, you know? But Le- like, LeBron's a combination of several different players, though, you yeah. know? And our, you can't look, compare LeBron to Kobe or LeBron to Michael Jordan. They're just different players. Or, you know, LeBron to Kobe KD, was, you know? Kobe was the next best thing to, to the KD. And that's because, like I said, I mean, he took his whole style. That's just like you and I being actors, and I just, you know, hang around you, and I just start taking every little small thing, you know, from you to the point where, like, you can't even tell the difference anymore. And I just took what I took everything from you and just kind of just made it my own. But it's still, I, I took the style from you, you know, with the so, remix. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, I mean, I mean, you can never take anything, you know, away from Kobe. You know, God rest his soul. For sure. You know, and all, you know who did pass, you know, in that, you know, tragedy, uh, you know, crash, you know, a few months back and whatnot. I mean, he's definitely, truly. He got right out before coronavirus hit. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? I mean, I've never questioned, you know, God's, uh, you know, doings and whatnot. Um, hope. You know, the Bryant family is doing, you know, very well, you know, in this time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, definitely, it definitely has been, you know, a, a, a lot of, you know, different things, you know, going on within like these last, you know, couple months of 2020. Um, but I still feel like, you know, hey, you know, on top of it, we have to be, you know, definitely positive about it. But not to get off track yet, you know, I, I, I really like the documentary. You know, I think it really showed a lot. Um, you know, it showed just scratching the surface. Yeah, and I, and I commend Jordan, you know, on top for even saying, you know, hey, you know, there would be no Jordan, you know, with no Scotty. And I grew up always saying that, you know, like, I, I just think that, you know, Scotty Pippen, Pippen definitely played a role. You know, Dennis Rodman played a role. I feel like all those players from Curb, Luke Longley, you know, like all those guys, you know, definitely played a tremendous role in, you know, them actually winning. But Michael just always, Michael Jordan had something about him. Gravitas. He had the cojones. He had the grit. You know, I was talking to my buddy Chad. I was talking to my buddy Chad about that. I was like, he had the drive and the grit and the determination that you would want in certain players, but they just couldn't get to that other side of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, like he had the grit, drive, determination of everybody on the team. He was one of the people that could will a team to win, you know, yeah. just, just like a LeBron. Just like a Kobe, like a KD, just like all of these individuals we're talking about, but none of them have never gone to the final six times and never lost. You know, so that's I think one the thing, thing with Jordan though was is you know Jordan, Jordan was like Kobe. You know, Jordan had that dog in him. You know, uh, I feel like you know the LeBron has you know dog in him, but like it's just used different. You know, LeBron, LeBron's the type that he's like, you know, in my kitchen everybody eats, beef. Yeah. You know, like I make sure everybody eats. And, and I just feel like, you know, with Jordan, Jordan just had that, he always had that, you know, hey, well, if you can't do it, then I'm going to do it. Yeah, and Kobe, too, there's this phrase, there's this quote that goes, um, um, Kobe goes, or so, so, I think he was playing with, who's the Asian guy that was on the Lakers? Um, uh, uh, I can't remember. Johnny Lou, Johnny Lau, Danny Yang. Man, that, I sound real bad doing all that. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. You know, I'm more of a football guy than I am. I'm trying to remember his name. It was something about, um, hey, did you want me to take the shot or something like that? Or, no, he goes, why didn't you pass me the ball or or something of that nature? And he goes, because you didn't get the rebound. Or if you want to take the shot, then grab the rebound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, and because Kobe would always grab rebounds. He was always taking motherfucking shots. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I found that to be extremely hilarious in regards to the determination and the fuck everybody else that's on my team that's here for a reason. The chips will land on my shoulders beginning and in the end, you know what I mean? So I can always respect that. I gain more respect for him towards the end of his career. Yeah, he just had a winning type of mentality. And I think sometimes, you know, people, you got to think about even in our own business, you know, like the, the way we carry ourselves sometimes, you know, people people may take it personal, but the thing is, is we know where we're going and we know what we want out of it. And we look at it like, you know, like, like if I'm not if I'm not doing what I need to do, somebody else is gonna come. There's somebody out there that's gonna come in and they want my spot. For and, sure. And I'm not giving my spot up. So in order for me to not give my spot up, I got to be the person that goes above and beyond. When yeah. you're asleep, I'm still up studying. You know, same thing in sports. You know, like when you up, I'm running routes. You know, like I I carry that mentality. You know, with me. Um, I would say, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm a little, you know, guilty of not using it strongly in my acting world the way I did when I was trying to get into the NFL. Because, I mean, my mentality was, is I'm up, I'm at it, I'm running, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, I'm going to stay out there and run extra routes. You know, I'm going to do whatever it is that I need to do to get into the NFL as a free agent, you know, at the time. I mean, of course, I wasn't looking to get drafted, you know, but definitely a free agent and try to, you know, do what I can, you know, to, you know, put myself in a position to stay on the team or mm -hmm. get on the team. And, you know, I mean, I have my fair share, you know, workouts and stuff like that. But like that, it's just, it's that mentality of, you know, hey, what you got going on is cool. But what I got going on is better because I'm going to put the work in and you're going to be able to see. And you're but gonna be able to it's different work, though, for people. You know, some people, yeah. their work is done in finance or in documents. Our work is literally done by personal performance. Like, yeah. if, if you don't see me on something or heard about somebody else seeing me on something or know that I'm on set, then it's it's harder to find that to be tangible, you know, for yeah, certain people. I think it all lines up the same, you know what I mean? Like, even like you're in the corporate world, I mean, like, if you and I are two finance guys, you know, I know in order for me to get that promotion and in order, in order for me to move up, quote unquote, whatever it is, kissing, you know, but, you know, in the, in, in the corporate world, however it is that, like, you do it, you know, like, I got to go home and say, yeah, you know, Selassie did this, but this is how I'm, this is going to be my approach, mm -hmm. you know, like on, on, on these numbers Pure facts. Money and stuff like that. So it's always, it's always, you know, like a competitive, you know, type of you know, nature in a lot of things. I think what separates people are people that don't have that, you know, competitive nature. And that's why, you know, they used to say with, you know, LeBron, you know, he just didn't have the dog, you know, like Kobe, because LeBron had come down, set something up and get a shot, you know, like to the next man. Well, Jordan came down and Kobe came down and they and, and they taking the shot, you know, like win or loss and just dealing with whatever the consequences are, you know, later, you know, like the backlash for, you know, not passing it to the guy that was in the corner when you, when you obviously had. Yeah, Jordan would do that towards the end of his tenure, you know, with all the John Paxton um, push outs and Steve Kerr kickouts and, you know, he, that, he, he built this, into that. LeBron, LeBron has always been a direct, you know, team player. But yes, he has a lot of he has a lot of magic in him. This is the part that I don't understand. I don't get how you can dislike a man who gets his teammates involved, who makes sure that his teammates get paid, who takes up for his coach. I don't care who invested in the school. I don't care who invested in the in the scholarships. The fact that as a man Second of all, as a brother man, he came in and made that happen 
How can you hate on a man that does that? But people, oh man, well somebody else's money is involved in that. No, the simple fact that he actually stepped up to the plate and said, you know what, I'm with my name and who I am, I'm gonna position it where, where, where even if it's not directly my money, this stuff is gonna get funded to help kids. A lot of people ain't doing that. A lot of people just sit on their, you know, sit on their butts and make comments about, you know, the positivity and the things that like he's actually doing. Like, did you go down to the city council or whatever it is that like, you know, like you're doing and discuss, you know, building a proper plan to try to better the community and whatnot. And people are quick to just, you know, be very judgmental of that. Yeah. But yet they do nothing about it. I, I can admit I was very judgmental in the beginning stages of, of all of that. I just didn't know. Um, what his philanthropy was and what all he was doing until later dates. And that's cool to keep all that stuff under wraps when you're doing so much. I definitely get it. I definitely get it. I understand. I understand. Uh, I feel like a lot of that backlash comes from the decision and people still hold that against him, you know, to a certain extent, even though that was several, several, several years ago and two championships ago and three teams ago, you know, so... <laughs> You have people that come back to their city and don't really do much, you know, and, and, yeah. and if they do, it's very, it's very small and minimum. But to mm -hmm. be able to come back to your city, a place that you were born and raised and open up a school and be able to give thousands of scholarships out. I mean, and, like win a, city, and win a champion? That says, that says a lot. It does. You know, about you, you know, as a, as a person, mm -hmm. you know, as a man. So I... Yeah, he's, he's one of the greatest. He's not, he's not the greatest of all time, but he's definitely, depending on what he does with the rest of his career, he's, I would say he's definitely in consideration. Not Mount Rushmore, yeah. but And I look at it like this. I say, I say he's the greatest of his era. Okay. The era passing Kobe? The era... Pat with Kobe winning his last final. Is that what you mean? Well, well, I mean Kobe. Technically, Kobe's about five, six years older than us. Yeah, but I'm talking about. But oh yeah, he did retire maybe five years ago, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I was gonna say Kobe's like 41, and I, and you know, I mean, I'm 34, and LeBron's like 36. Yeah. You know? Like we're we're <laughs> some all in that same you know era and whatnot. I think I think all three of them have three different types of legacies. Yeah, for sure. LeBron's not done accomplishing his. Jordan's gonna always be Jordan, you know. And time and you gotta think times have completely changed in every arena and every aspect and everything. I remember when I even tried to get into the NFL. The way that it's, I feel like to me, it's a lot more easier and there's a lot more simpler ways to try to maneuver, you know, as far as the NFL than it was when I came out, you know, back in 2009. Mm -hmm. You know, that was almost, you know, basically 11 years ago. Like, it's so many different, you know, resources and ways and stuff like that. I remember when I came out of high school, you know, you had to take the VHS tape and convert it to a DVD to send it out to people. You get to college, now you can post your shit on YouTube. Now, wow. now, kids, now kids got huddled. Like, there's so many different resources and stuff like that to actually help kids. So, I mean, you can't fault someone. You know, for growing up in a different time in an arena where, where where it became a lot more easier for them. Are no, no, no I get it. I get it. That's just so funny. You you brought up VHS types. That's so funny. Man, yeah. Man, like you got to you got to take it for what it is and yeah. just say, hey, you know, I was part of I was part of the time when we came in and made the change for people to actually do what it is. You know, like they're doing now. Yeah, the transition of technology. Yeah, but you know, I mean, getting back on track, I think it's a I think it's a dope, you know, documentary. 
Um, I feel like, you know, uh, you know, putting it in two episodes is going to, you know, give us something to do right now. You know, like, man, like, why, why, why we still wait on this, you know, thing to kind of, you know, fizzle itself out. You know, even tonight, you know, we got the draft, you know. Um, I normally don't even watch past, you know, like the first, the, the, the first, uh, the first round. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I slightly go into the second round a little bit, but I feel like, you know, with, their, with it being nothing to do, everybody's going to, you know, pretty much watch, you know, probably every round. Yeah, for sure. Especially if they have a, a void from ESPN and just football in general, you know, because yeah, we don't okay. really have anything to do, but it's going to be a dope documentary. I'm excited, you know, for, uh, you know, episodes three and four, mm-hmm. you know, and I like how, you know, they're kind of just going in and just highlighting, you know, different people. I think this week, you know, it's Dennis Robin and then they're touching on, yeah. you know, a couple other things and. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's dope. You know, it's dope that they finally came out with it. You know, some people mm-hmm. say they came out with it because, you know, LeBron is moving up and, you know, like they, they don't want to, you know, cast away, you know, the light of Michael Jordan, whatever the case may be, man, man, this is Jordan. Jordan will always be Michael Jordan. For sure. Always and forever. A, you know, Jordan had a, you know, different style and, you know. Uh, totally different era. era. Totally different era. They were playing bully ball back then, bro. Yeah. Bully ball. Kids don't even know what that means right now. The straight, this, right. That's that's street ball with million dollar players, basically. Right. <laughs> it's a technical foul and whatnot, but I mean, that's neither here or there. You know, I mean, a lot of stuff is in the play, you know, for people to, you know, not get injured because yeah. I mean, you don't want someone out there playing foul, you know, and dirty and, you know, I mean, I, you're getting paid all this money and now you can no longer play and that hinders the team and the organization. Cause yeah, no, I totally get that. Tripped them, they tore their ACL. Yeah, I mean, because that's a hard fall at six, eight, you know, seven foot. You know? Yeah, a lot of compression coming down from a high, high uh, area and with uh, fast velocity. Yeah, so I, you know, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, you know, I'm excited. You know, like to catch the next two episodes. Yeah, it'll be good. There's ten episodes, and every Sunday um, they should be showing at least two. You know, so uh, I'm excited as well. Um, what do you got planned? Well, other than quarantining. And uh, whatever auditions come up, are you uh, watching anything? What was the last thing that you finished watching, last series? Uh, I finished Money Heist. You know, I can't really go into depth on that because I know, you know, something. Yeah, I'm going wa- to start watching that. You, you've you given me that uh, suggestion, so I'm going to start it's that this great, evening. It's a great show. Okay. Uh, I, I did finish up All American. You know, I really like that. Uh, the, the, the second season, you know, I was kind of iffy on, but I get why they're doing it because, I mean, I played football for a number of years and they're kind of. You know, transition into the way that it is. You got your regular season, you got the summertime, so spring break, and yeah. uh, not spring break. Uh, I mean, it's the summertime, so I think mean, like you got your off season, and typically during all season, you meet up, lift weights, you know, like with your team, with your high school team. You know, you go do your seven on sevens and stuff like that at different schools, competing against different schools. We did that in high school. We used to go to UGA. Uh, we used to go to uh, 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 Auburn University, mm-hmm. you know, for seven on seven and just compete with, you know, just a wide range of different, you know, people from different, you know, states and whatnot. So I get all of that. Uh, it was definitely a great show. I'm excited, you know, for season three. Ozark, um, I'm still I'm still working on that. You know, Ozark's good. Like, you need to catch yourself up. I finished all those. Those are good. Yeah, I'm on episode eight okay. of season one. So I am very fresh, yeah. you know, into that. I actually stopped watching that to watch uh, Money Heist. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll check out Money Heist. You keep talking it up. Hype me yeah. up. Hype me you, up. I'm telling you, man, it's dope. Okay. But I, uh, um, I think, you know, after I go back, and, go back and watch Ozark, you know, to be honest with you, lately I haven't really been watching, 
you know, as much TV, mm-hmm. you know, like that. I kind of just, you know, found other things at home, you know, to do. Because, like, for me, you know, minus this quarantine, I mean, this is this was my basic, you know, life. You know, for the most part, this was, this was our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, besides, you know, bartending Thursday through Sunday, you know, like, you know, Monday, Monday through Thursday, I was just always either at the house just kind of chilling, you know, relaxing, you know, either playing a video game. Um, unless there was an audition or something like that. You yeah. know? So, I mean, not much of my life has really changed besides, you not know. Not working you know, on the weekends. Putting, yeah. And then putting a restriction on, you know, how we do auditions and, you know, things of that nature. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I've tried to stay, you know, positive, you know, about it and, you know, kind of low, low in my ways of thinking, you know, I don't want to, you know, get to you know, just going way over here, you know, like some people, they're just overly stressed and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. you can't stress about something that you have no control over. That's true. You got to maintain your mental health. Yeah. You know, only work on, only focus on the things that you're able to control and mm-hmm. all the other stuff, you know, whoever it is you pray to, cat, dog, squirrel, or, you know, God himself, you know, leave it up to them. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yo, we're going to wrap this up. Um, I'm going to have you back on next week. We're going to do this every week, brother, because... You're, you're part of the crew, you're part of the family, and we gotta keep unity in the community. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate so, uh, you having me, Bro, always and forever, homie. Um, let everybody know all of your social media information and where they can find you in the world. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, to be exact, it's uh, Damian Turner. <laughs> uh, that's D-A-M-I-A-N-T-U-R-N-E-R. You can find me on uh, Twitter. You can find me on uh, Instagram. It is both the same. It is uh, I am Dame Turner. So that's I-A-M-D-A-M-E-T-U-R-N-E-R. Uh, we appreciate you guys coming out, taking a look, watching us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, thank you, everyone, for um, being a part of this new format of Guy on the Couch with uh, the homie um, Dame Turner, um, one of the aces for a very, very long time. He will be back on the show um, sometime next week, and uh, we will continue on with the fun, silly goose time. Um, once again, my name is Selassie Botchway. You can find me on Instagram at Darkston Gable, D-A-R-K-S-T-O-N-G-A-B-L-E, and on um, Twitter, that is Selassie Botchway, S-E-L-A-S-E-B-O-T-C-H-W-A-Y. And on the Facebooks, actor slash Selassie Botchway, S-E-L-A-S-E-B-O-T-C-H-W-A-Y. If you have any questions, any concerns, give us a nice little shout out. And um, there'll be a YouTube page um, channel coming up soon, so be on the lookout for that. Peace, you job turkeys. The recording has stopped. Nice.